What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. And MJ. Co-host Michael. Traumatic every time. Listen, I just want people to know that it's me that you haven't gotten rid of me yet. Listen, what I get? How did we discuss this already? Listen, I'm telling y'all, y'all just wait for the day that it's like it's Stevie's. Like, what's up, bookworms? It's Stevie, and then you're gonna somebody's gonna be like, it's not MJ. So. Just wait, it'll happen. Look, the only way that would happen is if I have to find somebody to fill in for you. There is no filling in for me. I am a woman. Temporarily of- until like if you couldn't make it. Well, I'd rather work schedule a podcast. That's what we did last time. <laughs> for real. But um, yeah, so I hope everybody's having a lovely Monday. I know Mondays don't seem like the best days, but man, I kind of like Mondays. It's like the start of a new week and you can kind of just wash out, you know, last week or if it was bad week or something. So I kind of like Mondays. Typically, I would agree with you, but it's been raining here all weekend. So I'm like, want to stay in bed? Yes. Yeah, I feel that. I got um, some work done, but not much. <laughs> I'm working on remodeling my office. So that's been fun. But uh, yeah, so Stevie, what's going on in the book world? Well, let's see. Um, Kaylee Ryan's Touch by Touch comes out tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. So when you're hearing this, it will be out. Um, This is book four in the Riggins Brothers series, which is a billionaire series. And I'm here for it all. So far, every brother has been like, they're like the Reagan's brothers are men who will like do anything to please a girl like that like they will go and above and beyond to like they're not cocky assholes they just really believe in what their dad calls as the magic nice nice so I'm here for it um all right there we go now we're back the FedEx man was at my door. I swear every time we pause something in between, it gets funnier and funnier. The FedEx man was at my door. He's delivering my desk as I was speaking about remodeling my room. I got a new desk, so I had to go get that. Um, but yeah, so as you were saying about Kaylee Ryan. Uh, well, now I'm moving on to this last book, which I already read. And I'm really excited, which is Endgame by Lisa Suzanne. Mm-hmm. I finally I know really what the happens. <laughs> I finally found, I heard really good things about that whole series. Oh my God. Vegas Aces was so good. And she did announce that there will be a, ser- a second set of books in the series. Mm-hmm. So she will be doing Luke's brother, which is a whole nother, uh, messy situation oh, for God. them to go through. Luckily, Ellie and Hot Luke got their happy ever after, so. I have kind of been, obviously, I'm not reading right now. I'm, like, in a hole. I'm in the trenches, as I say. I'm in the trenches with this book. Editing, literally, is, is it kills me. Like, people ask, I got asked like what the worst part of being an author is. And I really don't think there's a worst part because I really do love this job, but editing, (laughs) my God, it is the worst. I don't know how authors edit. I just, I don't even think about it yet. I think if you're an author, okay, so, so it's so a tip that I would give you if you're an author or like, like newer or whatever, or even if you're, you know, not new, a tip that I would give anybody is you need to learn how to use you need to get Scrivener and learn how to use it because for me and my ADHD brain it's amazing because I have taught myself that my first draft I write where I feel necessary to write like I write one chapter and if it feels too long I don't worry about it if that's how what I feel like needs to go in that chapter I'm putting it in that chapter and then I put a little note for myself on the on the comment section I'm like hey you might need to cut some of this out of here when you go through your second draft and I do the same thing if I write too little, like, hey, you might need to add more detail here. This is too short. And Scrivener allows me to keep like my outline. It allows me to keep like my blurb, all of my front matter in my book. 
I don't have to open up 18,000 documents. It's all there. And so it has literally been a lifesaver, especially for Rhett and Q. So I recommend that you do that. It's literally helped my brain so much, so much. And that my, is your public service announcement for the day. That's my, that's my, that's my author tip for the day. I think I want to do that from now on. I think I want to do like Monty J's author tip of the day. We'll put that in our newsletter too. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Because I, I tell you what, I was sitting down and I was doing the newsletter and I haven't sent the first one out yet because I've been trying to like get things off the ground with it before I send it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing it, I was like, we should each have our own sections, mm-hmm. like kind of like where I do with what's coming out in the book world, you do your little author, author tips. Author tips. And then at the bottom, we can have like scripture for my dad, like something that my oh dad. Oh my gosh. Says. Do you know how funny it would be? Because I've seen this in some of the other ones where like, um, one of the authors sent out a newsletter that said their husband got a hobby. Mm-hmm. This says Mr. Something got a hobby. Oh God. And I'm like, what if your husband had one? What Bless would you. we tell the world? Oh no. Yes. Oh God. See, <laughs> I kind of want I kind of want to gift my dad like a saffron Kent book or something and tell him to read oh, it. Oh my God. <laughs> because Lisa Suzanne gave me, you know, her dad does that, right? Like right. that's the author that puts like uh, daddy knows best or whatever father daddy dearest knows best or whatever at the bottom of her newsletter where her well, dad uh, candy steiner's mom does it on hers yeah like reads and recommends books right i want my dad to do that it's just i need to get him to read it first oh my god give him i'm like thinking about getting one. him an audible i'm thinking about getting him an audible credits because i think he'd listen what if we got him one about a reverse harm i can't my dad's not reading a reverse harm at the gate why my dad is not reading a reverse and then he could come on and talk about it he's listen stevie my dad is not reading a reverse harm for his first romance he's not doing i'm not doing that to him i think i think my dad's gonna like dark romance he likes the story and the plot line that comes with it but i don't know if he's gonna like the other stuff that comes with it so i think i'm gonna recommend like i don't know I don't know yet. I haven't decided, but I do want to, I do want to let him read like a book. <laughs> kind of a clean trope book. <laughs> no, I don't think I want it to be clean. I think I just want it to be something that has a storyline. Cause I don't know if my dad's going to follow, follow a book where like the storyline is the romance, you know, like, I think he, I think he would follow along a lot better if it was like, there was a, like, I think I might give him dead man walking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no I'm serious I really think I might do that one like yes I know that it's kind of um is rated R but (laughs) but the the storyline I think he will follow well like the finding out who the murderer is kind of thing I think he'll follow it well honestly I think I do plus like Bia is his type so he'll be fine but yeah I think I want to like do something like that or I kind of just want to have like him read like certain paragraphs or like passages or whatever or like dating advice from my dad like can we please make a section where it's like dating advice from a from like a a a thrice married man can we um put that on the website please I don't think I'm going to ask him. I think if you guys ask us questions on Instagram, ask us questions that you'd like to know about like what men think or like, oh my God, we're going to do think like a man with my dad. No, like ask questions that you want guys to answer. Right. And I'll message my dad and be like, dad, da, 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 this question, what do men think about it? And we can put it at the end of the newsletter. Oh my gosh. This might turn into something huge. That we I think it'll be super fun. I think it could be funny. So you so guys now, have- so now for all the one thousand and twenty people that have listened to our episodes, mm-hmm. um, please subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs> so you can find out what what men think. Think like so you can think like a man but act like a lady, like Steve Harvey says in that movie. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not no lady, but I think it could be really funny. I think he would be funny. Like, I'm going to test it. Like, Stevie, what's a question that you want to answer, like, guys to answer? I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. You're on the spot. 
you know I'm not good on the spot. Like right off the top of your head, like what is a question that you always wanted to ask a dude but never could? I'd have to think about that one. I have so many. I can't ask. I can't ask the first one because that's biased to my dad. Look, my ex just got married yesterday. Hold up, I got this. I have dad. lots of questions. Oh my God, he's going to die. Dad, I have a question. <laughs> Ask him to what kind of memes I was sending her yet last night. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think. What's a good question that like girls always ask like about guys? Like they're like, We're oh, still I'm- asking our guests this question too. Yeah, I know. Okay, so like, like backwards. Let's ask JC when she gets on here. Well, speaking of JC, let's read her intro, her bio, and then let's... All right, so basically, we're going to be talking to JC Hannigan today, and we're super excited because I love her to death. She's such a sweet soul, an amazing person. Cannot wait to chat. We're also Uh, giving away a book of hers on our Instagram. We sure are, in celebration of her uh, whatever, her podcast episode. So JC Hannigan lives in Ontario, Canada, hockey, with her husband, their two sons, and their dog. Uh, she writes contemporary romance through which she brings light to awareness of mental health and social challenges. Like any good Canadian, she loves hiking and carbs. My type of gal. Let's head on over there and start chatting. We are so excited to have the lovely JC Hannigan. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining. I'm yawning. I'm in the middle of a yawn. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah, so this is like, we've been like waiting to do this forever like we're all three friends and it's just like (laughs) we've all tried to like get this podcast but it seems like every single time that we try some catastrophe happens and it's like fuck (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) totally fine however as we were talking about earlier my dad is totally gonna do this I'm gonna we're gonna do this on this newsletter however we have JC who's gonna ask our first question for my dad that he's gonna answer so what is it what is the question okay Okay. What do you do when or if you know that your partner is faking it? Do you let them fake it or? <laughs> she went right in for the kill in the first one. Yeah, I got that. I gotta ask my dad that. Wait, okay, wait. So from a dude's perspective, like what do you from do when slash if you realize that your partner is faking it? Yep. Like, oh, you're in the middle of the act, and they're, like, you know. My little brother just <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, my kids are here, too, so I'm going to not explain that into I think he knows what we mean. He'll know oh, my mean. God. Okay. Uh, Stevie, if you want to take a talk to her for a little bit while I message my dad this question and hope to God he doesn't disown me. Okay, so we'll, we'll uh, start with all feet questions, so that way we have something to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, she's over. Had to do like, oh god, this is gonna be awful. Okay, okay. just so one off. sec. No, talking to your talking. It just came up making weird noises. So if you hear any random weird noises, I hope you can edit that out. Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Offbeat is book one in your Forgotten Flounders series, and it focuses on Callum and Harper. Did any one couple or one thing inspire this couple? <laughs> Can't take her seriously. <laughs> um, no one couple or one thing inspired Callum and Harper, but elements of their relationship were definitely based off Matt and me. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's kind of like Callum in that he has a hard time explaining his emotions and thoughts and stuff. And I'm kind of like Harper in that I instinctively know what he means and what he's feeling, you know? So, um, yeah but so Matt's always also been unapologetically himself the way that Callum is right so he's like just I'm me this is this is who I am I got to do what I got to do I got to blow where the wind blows me kind of thing yeah I mean I just said the court to my dad so I'm like not looking at it um, <laughs> but um <laughs> no I mean I think we I I've watched your lives before and I've watched you know like you and you know, your significant other, like, talking, you and Matt, like, talking, and I can totally see that, how, like, you guys kind of inspired the couple a little bit, like, certain elements and things, but, yeah, I like that. 
but they're also like 100% themselves like just yeah. characters based off of so many different people and other things too so yeah it's pretty cool I like how relatable you make your characters like how very real they are thank you <laughs> the answer oh god yeah my dad replied Okay, um, I'll tell you guys the answer here in a little bit after we finish right asking these questions for JC. Um, but yeah, I like how relatable you make your characters. And I think that that's like a talent that not, you know, some people don't have. And I like that in a book, I can relate to them. So congratulations and good on you for being able to do that. Well, thank you. <laughs> that makes me so, feel good. Now Callum is heading home for the first time in nine years. Was there any one thing that inspired you to write a second chance romance with some surprises? actually yes like okay. my mom and my dad on my on my grandpa's side there or my grand oh sorry let me try that one again just stumbled over all my words <laughs> I'm a better writer than I am a talker okay yeah, but, I get um, it. yeah words are hard to speak sometimes but um so my mom was adopted and so was my great-grandpa on my dad's side and there was rumors that he was a secret baby of my great-great-grandfather kind of thing so yeah, so like there's rumors that he was either like the half, you know, like that he had an affair with a mistress or or whatever it was. So that kind of intrigued me and had elements to the story building world too. Yeah. Um, so that's that was like the background, really. But uh I don't really want to spoil it for people who haven't read it yet, but there's this whole other underlying theme going on with multiple exostosis. Yeah. So these secret babies that have come into play our keys because of that yeah and um it's based off the rare autosominant bone disorder that i have yep we yep. Like you <laughs> so. can, you're to this is totally your platform you can totally talk about it a little bit if you want to like you're more than welcome all right well in <laughs> that case um so approximately 10 to 20 percent of individuals with multiple exostosis are the result of a spontaneous mutation while the rest are familial so like family like yeah. inherited so for a long time, we didn't know if I was spontaneous or if one of these adoptions had, you know, MHE in the family tree. Yeah. So I always used to like imagine that I was related to a whole bunch of different people who had this disorder, but it turns out I'm spontaneous. So I'm not, but <laughs> not a whole bunch of different people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then I kind of realized that I was the start of my family tree with this. Mm -hmm. So that's why like, you're going to see a lot of elements come about from family trees and histories and stuff like that yeah because I mean, of me me multiple exostosis I like so. that you use yeah. like your personal you know experiences in your books and I mean I I mean I didn't even know what it was until I read like I until I met you so I was like cool I love learn. I love being informed about new things that I'm not aware of that I feel like I should be aware of especially like unknown, you know, disorders or diseases or, you know, issues like that, because I like to be aware. Like I want to help people the best. Yeah. So and like as a reader, like growing up and stuff, I always wanted to find myself in books and there's never any books out there with a character with MAG. Right. So yeah. I was like, why not build some? Like, fuck it. Watch me do this myself. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to put them here, here, there and everywhere. So like in every series, there's going to be a connection to that and there already is in the rebel series yeah so love that. yeah you all about that i love it <laughs> um, next question um if you could describe callum and harper's relationship in three words what would they be and why enduring everlasting and forgiving harper's love and understanding for callum endured years of separation while she didn't pine for him she moves on with her own life and does her own thing mm -hmm. she already she knows the kind of connection that they Oh, sorry, what? Which we love. That's bad bitch material. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, oh, well, obviously, you know, heartbroken because she loved him and thought yeah. that they were going places together. But she's never let her love of people stop her from doing the things that she's wanted to do, regardless of whether or not things work out with them, I guess. Yeah. So she loves you. She loves you with her whole heart. And she kind of always does sort of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I love that about Harper. We need more it's forgiveness. Like Christina Yang vibe, but like a softer Christina Yang vibe, you know, like, I think I saw this TikTok that was like, uh, I will never put a man before my career because this bitch raised me. And it showed like a video of like Christina Yang. And I think that that's, that's, I mean, it's true. I feel like a lot of, you know, 
people, I don't want to say just females, but I feel like a lot of people sometimes, you know, judge their career or like their future off of, you know, a person, you know, and I think that now in the society we live in and the generation we have now, that it's okay to put yourself and your career first before a relationship. And I love that. I love that too. It's like, oh, like marriage, children. You can have it all, but you don't have to settle for less than stellar in any of regards, you know, like I love that about now. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah. Continue. Uh, I interrupt people a lot. Sorry. That's okay. Interrupt <laughs> away. Um, but so like Harper always knew that there was more to play more at play than just like him leaving her. Like there was something going on that she wasn't privy to, but knew that it obviously was mom- monumental for him. Mm-hmm. so she's obviously kept a quiet ear on him the whole time and knows what he's done and has been hurt by him but she hears things in the music that keep the hope alive in a way yeah you know because music is how Callum really gets it out there that's how he expresses himself and says the things that he can't say like normally oh Sloney I love a good musician oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so now book two off limits is the forgotten flounder series is coming soon. What can fans expect from this next book? So book two is going to answer questions left over from book one, but it's also Callum's little sister Connor's tale of reaching her limit with all the secrets she's been keeping. Mm -hmm. So off limits, reaching limits. I like the limits. Reaching your limit there. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm pretty excited too. (laughs) I'm um, loving Darren Connor's dynamic. So his name like is Darius. Well, Darius, yeah, but he gets called Dare. Yeah. Love it. Nice. <laughs> Not me wanting to go jump off a cliff because I love that name. Oh man, I will send you pins for my inspo for him because woo. Please and thank you. I love looking at men on Pinterest. And <laughs> so but uh so moving on from uh questions like offbeat we're gonna move on to some writing questions and obviously that's my forte well se- semi sort of cv's forte kind of if she yeah would, she's getting in there if she would <laughs> get together but we're not discussing <laughs> this yet we um, keep napping okay. instead of writing sprinting like this isn't good <laughs> i know <laughs> we keep talking about it and then we don't have a chance. can we please get a, a listen who is it? Is it April Canavan and Casey Hay? It's April Canavan who has a writing group where they're like an MC. That's like they're they have an MC name for their right sprint group. And yeah, they all have, just creeper. They all have white. They all have a fucking uh, MC biker names. That's wicked. Can we please join? Can we have like a sprinter? Are group? we accepted into that? Can we join it? Like I'm down. I, I want to be a part of that. Like, can we make our own? We'll just oh. Can we, yeah. Can we make what our- would your what would your MC name be if you had one? Oh shit, Deuce. I'd probably be Little J. Okay, that's dope. What about you? my dad was Reefer, so I'd be Little J. Oh, <gasps> that's dope as shit. What about you, Stevie? I don't know. But you know, he's he, just to clarify before he gets kind of mad at me. He was Reefer, as in the refrigerator system of you know something that he worked with HVAC. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd be little Jay for the other reason. Ears. <laughs> with the ears. Yeah. Pinky with the hair. Look, Ooh. I have lots of animals. Catty. Rabbit. Bunny. <laughs> You're just Dog. naming all my animals now. Can we call you owl? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, the reason I picked well, that's for owls. Everybody knows that. My room is done in owls. Yeah, that's yeah. You could be owl. You could be wise I, owl. Wise owl. Okay, I'm here for it. That's it. I picked Dukes yeah, I because of one reason and one reason only, not because it matches my personality, but because my favorite MC book ever. That's my that's my ultimate guy. That's my ultimate man is Deuce. I love him. It's in oh, what is the name? Under under something under something. I don't know what the name of the book is. I'll look it up. But he's like my favorite man ever. So I that's why that's why I, I need to read that series. <laughs> it is literally the best in it's one of the best MC series I've read besides Gianna Darling. I like, well, I really like hers, but I really love this. And I love the first book. It's about Foxy and Deuce, obviously. And Deuce is just like, and it's an age gap. So it's like, oh. Have you read Tilly Cole's MC series? I have it in my TBR, but I haven't got to it yet. Love it. Love I, it. I heard really good things about it though. You hear really good things. Um, so anyways, writing questions. Oh, uh, all right. 
when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? I don't really know the exact age, but I know I was really young. Like I was writing on lined paper that I made into little books and did covers for like with crayons. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I was so little. Yeah, my dad got me into reading and writing when I was young for creative distractions because, you know, chronic pain, bone disorder, lifetime yeah. of pain. Let's give her some healthy hobbies, you know? Mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> There's this TikTok sound that's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's time to cope in a healthy way. And it shows like a severely unhealthy way to cope with whatever it is that you're going with. And every single one of them, it's it's me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Good I need to see that TikTok. It's like rewatches Criminal Minds for the 25th time. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, don't don't call me out like that. Look, don't I sent JC a TikTok the other day and she even reacted to them because let's be honest they were really hot <laughs> well you said the hot dad and hot son thing like Callum and his dad like he looks like his yeah. dad and Callum is hot so is his dad like but they're also so- British oh yeah and there's this thing where it's like I'm at that age where it's like I could fuck you but I could also fuck your dad you know what so I'll like- do both and I'll be your stepmommy after so, it um, just gave me Golden Girls vibes when um, Blanche talks about how when she was growing up, she wanted, she dated this older guy that just so happened to be one of her friend's fathers. She dude, was like, she's my spirit animal. <laughs> right. I love her. Okay, so. I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> same, same, same. Are you a pantser or are you a plotter? Uh, I'm a planter, so. Hybrid. That plots. So like I'm a plotter. I plot out the gist of the series and books and then I dive in and write and things rarely go according to plan. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) That's literally me. I just, I go with the flow. I outline. And then as I go with the flow. Stuff changes. Like things happen. Situations call like annoying and don't want to do what you want them to do. They do something totally different. You're like, Oh, I kind of wish that I would, I hate writing strong characters sometimes because they're like annoying as shit because sometimes they don't shut up. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to slap you across the face. Anyway, so do you have any interesting writing quirks like eating Twizzlers or like wearing the same hoodie as Moi does when you're writing? Washed hoodie. We need to put that in parentheses. Washed yeah. hoodie. <laughs> it's clean, by the way. Um. I have to have like a warm beverage, so like a tea or a hot chocolate or French vanilla or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I also like Cadbury mini eggs, but I'm banning myself from them from like Why? now on. Because I went through like, I think it was five of the really, really big bags <laughs> in like two, you know, like there should I should still have some left, let's just say. In like two what, two weeks, two days? Oh, I don't know the exact number of days, but. My mom's the same way. I was about to be like, girl, I'm in the same boat. I love me some Cadbury mini eggs. It's a bad habit. Like, I'll just put them right in my filing cabinet. And every time I write a thousand words, I'll be like, yeah. Mm, They're the good. best candy ever, though. And I they like large because, like, you only really get them during Easter. Yeah, you got to stock up. And I stocked up to the point where there was none in town. And I upset my friend who also likes them. Oh, <laughs> my God. No regrets, though, Miles. You sneeze, no. you lose. No, but I did buy every, every every package out of you know the stores. So necessity. MJ knows what mine is. What is it? Yeah, the one that I always have. The Kit Kats. They're always in my room. I love a Kit Kat though. Kit Kats are like classically good. You know. I'm lately on a binge of thin Kit Kats, the new thin um ones. Oh my god, jalapeno. And my mouth. My thing. My thing has been these lately, the Lindor chocolate bunnies. My mom too. Oh my goodness, my mom has been. My mom went to Walmart and bought like six bags of them. I haven't had those yet. Okay, so <laughs> you, so this is kind of like a controversial thing. Everybody takes this differently. There is no wrong or right answer. So how do you like handle bad reviews? Oh, okay. So I know they tell you not to read reviews because once the book's published, it becomes the readers. And that's very true. Like Mm -hmm. that is absolutely true, but we do have to use reviews for marketing sometimes. So we always end up opening up that can of worm anyways, when we're in there doing that. Um, So 
they can hurt, but well, especially when it feels more like a personal attack than an actual book review. Yep. But I always have found the ones like I've always found constructive criticism in them and taken that into the future kind of thing. So they're not all bad, but I guess some tones can have bullying tones and you're like, hey, now. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> would you come over to my house knock on the door and say it to my face I don't that's, know that's that's literally my mentality is what I think is like if I feel like it's personally attacking me then you know that's just I'm not I'm not going to read the rest of the review but I mean if you're being constructive that's fine yeah however absolutely. the thing is is when you're not being constructive and you're just I feel like being mean um just to be mean because you know that's what you want to do it's just like all I can think about in my head is like Al is like listen then then they wouldn't say that to your face so it's fine I know that if I saw them in the streets they wouldn't say that to my face so it's like it's fine it's fine won't lose no sleep over it but (laughs) sweat it off and it'll be fine like it hurts it hurts for like you know 20 minutes and then I have like a cup of coffee and I'm like you know what Every just bad review I just think of like all the other good ones that's just like you know those are the people that you write for those are the people that yeah you know the, the nice things that people have said to me far outweigh the mean things that people have said and the people yeah. saying them you know like if my papa tells me he's proud of me you know like that's yeah. you gotta give words power only when you know they come yeah. from people that who love you and want you to do better or eat they don't even need to love you you know what I mean but they just yeah. they, it's got to come from a place of I genuinely like I want you to do better because I feel that you can and you failed yeah. me here in this regard lady you drop this little side plot and I want to know what happens kind of thing you know what I mean yeah those are good but and I mean my thing is is that obviously I know that not everybody's gonna like it and I'm not asking everybody to like it and I'm not asking you to give me five-star reviews if you don't think it's a five-star review. If you think it's a one-star review, then you give me a one-star review. But I'm just saying, like, you don't need to attack me yeah. personally. You can attack, you know, the book or whatever you didn't like about it. And that's fine. And maybe I can find something in there that's going to make me better. But attacking me personally is just uncalled for. People forget that there are human beings that write these books and that people have feelings. Agreed. I can, I can thankfully say that I haven't gotten one that, like, attacks my personal character too badly there was one but we're not gonna talk about it um doesn't but yeah so I'm thankful that I don't have a ton of them but I just think that people forget that there are humans that write these books and not you know machines so that we have exactly we do see what you say and it does hurt sometimes but I keep telling myself it's okay (laughs) yeah literally same literally same that's me every single day of my life so what do you like to do when you're not writing So I love reading, obviously, and journaling, Um, but I love hiking, going outside, gardening, camping. Like in the summertime, we're always camping. Where you live looks so pretty, JC. It looks so pretty. You know, Ontario is really pretty, and I love Southern Ontario. I grew up down here and everything, but I love Northern Ontario. Listen, I want to live in Canada. (laughs) You need to come move here. There's lots of space. I want to live in Canada so bad and I mean it doesn't look terribly hard to get your citizenship in Canada yeah it's not it's not that difficult I mean it's not nearly as difficult as it is to move to the United States I tell you that yeah (laughs) I I am severely thinking about it I'm not even joking you because like you have to live there for four years I already know English I just gotta know some historic facts about Canada oh and those are fun (laughs) we've got heritage minutes for those so I know y'all like maple syrup. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, joking. Maple like, syrup and female bacon. Take, <laughs> if I was to take like a quiz or like a test on Canada, I'd be like, I know two things for certain about. I know one things for sure, two things for certain about Canada. They like maple syrup and they like hockey, and that's that's what I know about Canada. But I love yep. it. And it's very beautiful, and I would like to move there. So. Why, thank you. My country loves you. <laughs> <laughs> so what does your family think about your writing? Like, have they read up your books or, you know, anything like that? Obviously you have little children, so they have not read them. No. I don't think. The, the kids haven't read my books, but Nolan did bring one of them to school to sell I heard, teacher. Oh, I heard oh that. my God, that's so cute. So yes. she's reading Offbeat right now and I'm kind of hiding because, no, well, no. It gets pretty steamy in those pages, so. Yeah, and it's like, Sorry. oh my God, you're going to look at me so differently. 
<laughs> fear in life, my biggest fear. But uh, I will not read my text message to MJ last night about one of the scenes that she made me read. <laughs> I did. I was having a rough night last night because I just feel like all people, all writers have that night where it's just like, why am I? I'm not even a good writer. Like, this is trash. Everything I write is trash. I suck. I'm like the worst person ever. I need to stop writing. And I was having like one of those days yesterday and I sent Stevie the scene scene and I was like, I need you to tell me if the scene is like smexy enough. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so she read it and then I'm not going to repeat what she said, but I mean, it was good. I think I, I mean, she thinks it was good. I don't know. It was a good review. It was, it was very, good very review. unsafe for ears, but good. But I feel like I should also say that when first when she told me that she was going like she was having this moment yesterday I sent her a meme and told her my ex got married to a girl with no eyebrows oh my god it was oh my god the freaking meme that she sent me was fantastic memes will break me out of any bad mood (laughs) oh my god <laughs> I laughed. It was funny. So everybody, yeah, your family—they know about your writing. Support your writing. Oh, so my dad, my like, they all know. Um, my dad always told me that I, you can be the next Farley Mowat, J.K. Rowling, Nora Roberts, or Stephen King if you wanted to. Mom. So I really took that to heart. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, I don't think he's read any of my books though, because I write, you know, romance. Um. So my granny hasn't even read them yet because she asked me if I wrote any of those, you know, naughty bedroom scenes. And I said, yes. And they get pretty steamy. And she's like, well, that's lovely, but I can't read those (laughs) because it comes from, you know, you know, it's a little bit weird when it's your granddaughter telling the story, but Matt's grandma read them and had absolutely wonderful things to say about the Rebel series. Oh, I love it. Yeah. She left me a five minute voicemail about what a lucky man Matt was to have such a naughty girl like me. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma. Oh shit. That's amazing. I want to, oh my God. I want to use that in a book. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Jason. (laughs) I would have cried. It was my favorite review and voicemail ever. <laughs> I would have, keep that voicemail forever. I tried to, but my phone crashed. So it's only oh, in my memory and my heart now. But, but that's yeah. so funny. I love I'd be saying, can you re-record this message for me? <laughs> for real. Um, but yeah, so that is all for me for my writing questions, JC. Stevie is going to handle the reading portion. And I'm going to mute myself because I want a bite of my Subway sandwich and nobody's going to judge me. Subway. I'm not judge you anyway. I want Subway. I'm, I'm muting myself so my chewing noises don't get on the podcast. <laughs> I can't. Um, what is the first book that ever made you cry? Bridge to Terabithia. I remember like being blindsided by it, <laughs> just sitting there crying while I was trying to read because was I never thought that was going to happen in a children's book. What even? I will never <laughs> forgive them for that. No, <laughs> traumatized forever, forever. I was traumatized in high school when I had to read Lord of the Flies. They wonder why. Oh, Lord of the Flies is my jam. I, I loved, loved it, lives, but, I it, it but I was traumatized. That ass yeah. Terabithia is probably why I like angst so much. That's why I try to kill people off. All Same. The time. Maybe. And also, speaking of Lord of the Flies, I love Lord of the Flies, and there's this fucking book. I talk about this all the time, but the fourth <laughs> book in Penelope Douglas's Nightfall series, there's this line that says it's like, the girl is like, it's like Lord of the fucking Flies with dinner jackets. And I swear it is the best. I love it. It's my favorite line ever. And it like puts everything. That's beauty. Because it is. It's like Lord of the Flies with dinner jackets and Amex cards. I need to find out. I need to read that series. Oh my God. (laughs) You had me at Lord of the Flies. (laughs) (laughs) Who are some of your favorite authors to read? Okay. So you guys just talked about this on your show. So I hope it don't. Sarah Nay. Oh, we love Sarah. (laughs) Oh, Fuck her name. I'm pretty sure I'm saying her name wrong, but it's fine. Is it Sarah Nay? We don't know. We're, we just say it. She it's says it in different ways. Or Nye. We, we don't know. Well, she writes really hilarious sports romance and, you know, like, I love her. Um, I think it's Nay because it's like Sarah Nay's lattes. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it, it wouldn't make sense if it was Sarah Nye's little latte, lattes, would it? 
so, unless you're selling them law ties. <laughs> Damn it! I thought I had it busted. No, no, it could still be Sarah. Not fuck. We're fucked. <laughs> I thought I cracked the code, and I did not. Sorry about that. But uh, Sarah Nay, Ginger Scott, Emma Scott, Elizabeth Barone, oh, Emerald O'Brien, and I recently just discovered Tristan Maud Glenn. Like she's a thriller paranormal romance or not romance sorry parrot thriller psychological mm. and like, like sometimes like after i've been writing romance and honesty stuff for a bit i just gotta like fall into the thrillers and stuff so yeah me too and stephen king but like you know there's just a few of them <gasps> love my life love my <laughs> life that's like a holy word on this podcast it's like holy hey hey stephen king Oh, for real. He gets me all. I love him. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, literally. No pun intended, but I love I'm him. I'm over here low-key freaking out. Sophia Nicole just commented on my reel. Oh, cool, cool. But anyway. I know. Literally, yeah. I love all of those authors. Um, Are you an e-reader or a physical copy? I read more on my e-reader, but that's only because I can like one-click books and Matt, you know, doesn't really see what I'm doing too much, but I love physical books. So I will also go to the bookstore and drop a hundred bucks a month there. <laughs> Poor Dallas. Books. Look, we're lucky we don't make money on this podcast because there would be a hell of a lot more behind me than that. Fletcher. Oh God. I feel so sorry for him because literally I went to Barnes and Noble, <laughs> spent like you know, however much money brought home like six books, right? And he's like, Oh, did you buy me books? And I was like, Yeah, just a few. Put the new ones on my shelf, right? Next week, six more books come in the mail. And he's like, What are you what are you doing? He, like, he was like, How many books are you gonna buy? And I was like, All of them. Until I'm happy. <laughs> well, people keep making books, so like I gotta yeah. keep buying them because I, I wanna keep buy- reading them. I will buy physical copies of books I have not read if I go to Barnes and Noble and I physically see the copy and I like really like it, I'll buy it. I might even read it, but I like the cover, so I'm buying it. But if I read books on my ebook, which is more of my romance stuff, I'll only buy it if I really love the book and I like the cover. Same. So I tell him he's saving money that way. Kind of. Yeah. So Saffron Kent's obviously on my fucking shelf immediately. (laughs) Immediately love her i just got ginger scott's latest in the mail so a candy colored sky oh it's so pretty what i don't know who the fuck wrote it but i love this cover i want the cover i don't even know what the book's about it's like sweet dandelion is that what it's called it's it's a candy colored sky i think is it hang on hang on well i I don't know can i move this thing here No. no 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 different book different book different book yeah, no, the book is actually called like Sweet Dandelion or something. Yeah, Sweet Dandelion, Sweet Dandelion by Michaela Smeltzer. Ooh. I've read books by her. I like her. The cover of this book is phenomenal. Here, let me see if I can send it in this chat. But yeah, continue asking questions. Um, where were we at? Uh, what is your absolute favorite trope to read? Romance. <laughs> Well, romance isn't a trope. Let's go. Oh, damn. Specific. I thought I was being smart with that one. Uh, specific. Okay. I like small town romances only because, you know, I like the interconnecting stories that get to come of them a lot of the time. I guess I'm, I have a hard time saying goodbye to characters. I like, so, yeah. Small town romances. Uh, kind of my jam. What's your last five star read? I am seriously not saying this to be a suck up, but <laughs> Monty oh, J's uh, Love and Hockey it. was actually my last five star read. Don't tell me that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really was. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because I had this conversation with her the other day because I said we were making our list for the top fives on every trope and I texted her and I was like is it redundant if I put you in the top five hockey ones I think I'm showing you favoritism it's top five favorite hockey okay I mean if it's mine it's mine if it's not then fuck you (laughs) I text her a picture and she goes she goes oh it's number three (laughs) I was under Natasha Madison I was like bro I've never been more excited to be under somebody in my entire life 
I love <laughs> Natasha Madison. I love her. But no, don't flatter me like that. That makes me my high. No, high. like seriously, it's also the last book I finished recently. I've been bad at reading, so but you know, five stars for you. And you became one of my new favorite hockey romance authors. Like Thank I don't you. even like hockey. I feel like a traitor as a Canadian admitting that, but certain authors can get me to love hockey romances and you you're one of them. So congratulations. Don't make me cry in the club. If you Sorry. like MJ's and read Tony Aleo or Aleo, I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name, but she has a full series called Nashville Assassins that is hockey that literally stems from one point of a generation to another generation. And uh. then she does a spinoff generation called Carolina Ice Cats. Ice Cats? Okay, sign me up for that. And I kid you not, I'm obsessed with her books. If I, I could own every single one of them, I would. I think what I like the most about, um, I'm totally talking about myself and I don't even give a shit. I think, <laughs> I think the reason that, I, I, got that, I got that a lot, that people that don't like hockey romance liked my hockey romance. And I think that was because I made, in, the, in Love and Hockey, I made hockey like its own little character. It was like a huge yes, you part, did. It was like a huge part of their relationship. Like, you made it more enjoyable than people than some people might think because it's not because I made readers love hockey. Right. And yeah. some people might not like the sport in general watching that but they enjoyed reading it. Exactly. And not even just reading it. Like, okay, the way that I, I wanted to layer and make this book, right, is I really wanted to make hockey its own character. Like I didn't want to just make it a sport. Like it was a part of their story. And how I wanted it to go was like I feel like some people won't connect by just watching by just reading a hot guy, you know, like skating on the ice and like what he's doing with his team and stuff like that. Some people don't connect like that. But when you put a little girl watching her dad skate on the ice and win a Stanley Cup and him like going to her afterwards, you're like, wow, like hockey family, right? And when you put scenes where, you know, this person she's always had a crush on, like, you know, comes up to the ice and like sees her or he comes and watches her play in like a state game that she wins it helps people connect to the sport way more than just hot guys skating in a book you know yeah so I yeah really 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 tried really hard for that to happen so I'm glad that you told me that thank you it made me happy also oh, well. I sent in the chat I sent the the the, the picture in the chat so everybody got a really it. pretty cover I love it I'm obsessed with it wait what chat? The Zoom chat. Oh, Go to the very bottom and it says Zoom chat. More. Oh, chat. Oh. I sent it. You click on it and you can look at it. It's not pulling up anything in there for me. I sent it to everyone. JC. What was the name of the book again? Sweet Dandelion. I'll send it to you on Facebook. I'm but gonna, hold on i'm gonna pull it up oh i'm on it too look at that technology is great we're doing a podcast interview and probably on goodreads right now yeah, yeah. it's so want to read that's a really pretty cover that is a really pretty cover i'm here for this book and i like michaela Spelzer. this sounds so good i love the whole cover the aesthetic is amazing now Moving on from reading questions, this is our favorite portion of the entire show. Wrapping up the end of the podcast, sadly, at an hour, but we're going to ask you about some tropes. All right. So, what is your favorite trope to write and why? Contemporary romance, because you can do so much with it. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. so much with it. I have so much fun with it. <laughs> Same. I agree with that. Stevie. Next question. Stop staring at that cover. Oh, I wasn't. I was looking at something else. Um, what's one trope you would eventually like to write? Paranormal romance and historical romance. Maybe even paranormal historical romance. Yes, Queen. You would listen. I'm not just saying this because you're my friend. I would kill. I would give my left leg to read a historical romance by you. Oh, it's coming. It's definitely in the works. And I'm also yeah. co-writing co a few with uh, Matt's grandma. <laughs> so yeah. that'll be, yeah. 
I would give my left leg to read historical romance by you, mostly just because of the detail that you put in and how passionately you feel about history in general. So I love history. <laughs> so what is one trope that you will never write? Ever, ever, ever. Won't even touch. Probably the stepbrother loving stuff. Like mm-hmm. I love families, but not that much. Like blending families, it's not that much. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So like now wait, time out. I have a very serious question. <laughs> Even if they're not related. I've read them. Like, don't get me wrong. One of my favorite Colleen Hoover books is uh, Ugly Love. And oh, obviously, yeah. oh, you know. I love Ugly Love. Thanks. Like, there are situations wherein, like, you're like, oh, crap. Like, they meet each other before the parents fall in love. And that sucks, you know? Like, so on and so forth. But I don't think I could ever write it, you know? Yeah, I get it. Unless it was like in that roundabout way where like they met forever before their parents did and you are like, what are you two doing getting married? Wrong couple, but. Exactly. I really want to write, I don't think about it. I don't think I'd do a stepbrother, but I would really like to do like a foster sibling. Oh, that would be, that's a total, that's a different kettle of fish. I, yeah. yeah, that's my jam. I love foster sibling romances, especially like when they're both older and like they, adopt him or her like when they're like 16 17 so then like like the fosters i loved that show oh Oh my god i love that show no i don't love that show because the ending the ending made me so i haven't seen it yet i hated the ending but i love the show okay i I used to watch the ending it's gonna keep living on in my head really great but but i will say the only reason they did the ending that way was so they could go on to do the good um the spinoff yeah, that's awesome and great, but the couple that I love did not end up together, and that pissed me off. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off, too. So, I mean, it is what it is. as fuck. You can't listen. Okay, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Anyways, n- okay, Stevie, you could take the last question. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Uh, just, like, at this point, like, in 2021, I just want a romance with a happy ending and no flag. Like... <laughs> <laughs> For real, though, everybody's like, yeah, for real. I just, I just want to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> just calm, no dramas. Mine is a billionaire romance. Oh, dang. I didn't know I could buy my happiness. Okay. No, man, exactly. <laughs> Listen to how specific mine gets. If I had to do my own romance, mine would be a reverse harem, enemies to lovers, possibly vampires, depending on my mood. <laughs> oh yeah um I want, multiple, I want multiples and i want the multiples to hate me so much that they love me that's what I okay want. that's what i want i want to reverse harem right. so and i could literally in my head right now in my head right now i know exactly okay, so i don't want no more than four okay no more than four because yeah that's a bit much that's a Any lot that. that's a lot of penises okay yeah, that's a lot, Nick. <laughs> that's a lot. So you're talking so you t- you bring up reverse harm because somebody just commented on instagram um you need to read sarah kate and rachel lee's new book it's a reverse harm and it's called okay. four we're talking about four and oh, god if I write- I'm going to keep freaking out at her comment right now because I told her, I was like, I need to get both of you on here to discuss this book. And she's like, oh, we are down. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yay. I could tell you four people, like if I could take four, I want to start asking authors this, like if, if you like reverse harms, take four of your favorite, what are your four favorite book boyfriends that you would put in your harem? Uh, Jamie Frazier. Okay. Oh, from Outlander? yeah oh yeah okay ultimate okay. ultimate okay Helen Kyle just because original rock star trope okay okay you know she hasn't read that series yet and she needs to yeah you got it um what's that guy's name from the edge of never the edge of never the edge of never I don't know I don't think I've read it um I think it up um um Go ahead, keep going. Oh, hang on. His name's in here somewhere. Andrew. His name is Andrew. <laughs> Andrew from The Edge of Never, because I don't know. It was just really, yeah. Um, it's so hard. How? What am I at, three now? One more. Ugh. You got this, you got this, you got this. Bishop. I'm going to pick Bishop. Oh, my I like his hair. I want to. I like it. that boy's hair too. Oh. I want to braid it. 
So I picked Bishop. His hair, I'll tell you that. Anyway, (laughs) um, if my my top four are God, this is gonna sound crazy. Okay, Damon Torrance from Penelope Douglas's Devil's Night series. Thomas from uh, Saffron Kent's Unrequited. He's a teacher. Austin Taylor from Monica Robinson's Crave Me. I am putting together a literal ticking time bomb. And, uh, oh, God, who's another one? I'm trying to think of, like, who is it? Who is it? Ooh, no, I don't can't do that one. Oh, no. I don't know. This is hard. Well, okay, what was the one that you can't do and why can't you do them? No, I mean, I can do that one. It's just, I don't know if I want to. And Vicious from uh, J.R. Ward's uh, uh, Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Now, one I of still the- haven't read that series. I need to. Crazy ass. You need to read those immediately. I have the third book on my shelf, but I've been waiting to get the first two books. So good. It's my fave. Not to me, like, when I think about this harm, it never would work because Damon would probably is a psychopath and would try to kill everybody. Um, Thomas is a teacher and he's a dickhead. Uh, and, and he would probably try to like, I don't know. He would probably try to fight some bitches. Vicious is literally a vampire. And I don't know how the fuck they're going to beat him. And, uh, who was my other one? Oh, and Austin Taylor's like, he's just, he's just a boy who had a drug problem and is like, I'm in love with him. So, and he's a recovering addict and he's going to get his ass kicked by this is going to be emotionally traumatic for him and it might trigger some stuff no it's okay though, because i'm going to be i'm going to be his like comfort i'll be there for him you'll, be, you'll Katie, make it better do you have four that you want to make your reverse harm nope are you serious to read her that why because i cannot narrow it down you can't narrow down four people that you want to have nope, i'd end up with 50 or one single one. Mm-mm. I don't think that's true. I think you could oh, do it. It is definitely true. <laughs> I think you could do it. What? Maybe, maybe you could it break it down. It says Owl. Huh? It yeah, says- I changed my name on here to Wise Owl. Oh my God, I need to change my name. You go go to the three dots next to I'm doing two. it. I got it. And then click rename. Oh, it's in there. Oh yeah, there we go. What? Three dots. Did I spell his name right? No, I got it. Okay, first of all, I'm dyslexic. Nobody judge me. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm renamed. I, I don't know how to find it. <laughs> now, okay, so at the top of your of your picture screen or whatever, it says mute of your individual yeah. block. It says mute, and then there's three dots right next to it, and you click on those three dots, and then scroll up to, scroll up one, two, three, to the third one, and it says rename. Oh, I don't have that option. I'm on my phone, though. So. I need uh, so to back right up way. real quick. I take back Vicious, taking him back, and taking him out of my reverse harm. I'm yanking him out, and I'm putting Rowan Whitethorn in there. From the Tog series by Sarah J. Mass. I still haven't read any Sarah J. Mass books, and oh I need God. to. I, I need, need to. Back. However, there's so many books I need to read. Yes, you do. However, that is the end of our podcast. No, it's not because you need to tell us what your dad said. Oh shit! Oh, I was trying to get. Yeah. It. Stevie, shut your face. <laughs> I want to hear this. What's I know. Me too. That's why I said it. <laughs> so. I asked him, I was like, you know, as a guy, what do you do when slash if your female partner is faking it? Do guys care? Do they not? Whatever, right? And he was like, if they don't care, then they don't love or care for their companion. My advice is find a new boyfriend. (laughs) That's awesome. Dad! You savage. I got a single friend. Uh, He's married or I would hook him. Oh, Damn. Mm-hmm. I, well, trust me, over Thanksgiving break, um, she was at home cooking and she went live on Instagram and my mom, my mom was like, mom. he's hot. <laughs> and of course, my mom's single. So my, dad, <laughs> my dad is like pulling the entire population of women. Wicked. 
Uh, uh, Lisa Suzanne told him he should be a cover model. And, and now, now he won't shut up about it. Head. He won't shut up about it. He's like, I'm gonna be a cover model. I don't be like, Dad, no. He's uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's not happening. Um, so yeah, that wraps up the end of our podcast. But we leave this spot open for authors to you can be like, this is my Instagram handle or my whatever. If you have a sale running or something coming up, you can talk about it for a second. But yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. It's been really fun having you. Well, thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Um, I guess you can find me on Instagram at JCA Hannigan because mm-hmm. JC Hannigan was taken by someone else. <laughs> Selfish. No, no, no. So JCA Hannigan on Instagram. And then there's a link in the bio and you'll be able to find all my books, all my info. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. I'm really terrible at marketing and promoting myself. So this is pretty much that. Great books. My red books. Top store romance, offbeats, yeah. fantastic. We have a giveaway going on for her right now on the podcast. I She's totally like, forgot. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> that bad at marketing that I forgot to pimp the giveaway happening with you guys. But okay. yeah, if you want to win a signed copy of Offbeat, then go follow Bookshelf Boyfriend Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, and I guess me too. Yeah, and yes, and you too, and me too. Yeah. yeah. So go do that. Go read her amazing books. And uh, yeah, I hope you had fun listening. Have a great day.